Russ, I've got a bone to pick with you. The oh. fucking DJ Shark. Do, 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 do. <laughs> I've managed to avoid the baby shark thing because I don't have kids. And now you've just like, it's fucking stuck in my head. And I've got them in two of my fantasy teams. Amazing. <laughs> Welcome along to the Long Snapper podcast. We are in a rush because Craig's got other plans this evening. I don't know what they are. So we're going to have to get on with it. And we'll make it a nice, snappy, short, informative podcast, won't we, chaps? In in fairness, I literally ran... Dig me out immediately. I I, I ran home to get here early on time. Ran from training. So that's about an extra kilometre. Straight up run. So you're oh, getting a bit more exercise. You could have sacked off a bit more training to come. You know, you could have, you could have been here earlier. And what are you doing afterwards? Well, trying to relax, mate. You know, maybe have a little snack since I've not eaten. And I haven't stuff. eaten, so I'm going to be angry. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, you heard Craig. Angry. Craig's here. Rich is here. Russ angry is here. Podcast. Patrick is here. Hello. I'm enjoying uh, Craig getting a humble brag into the introduction. That's beautiful work. <laughs> Always good news for Nickers Matter though. Mark is not here. Steve's gonna love that. That's just for you, Steve, mate. Yeah. Um. In fact, well, so you, you mentioned Steve. We're gonna have to. I'm gonna give him a, a shout out. The poor guy's in hospital. Um. Sounds not much fun at all. What he's currently going through. So, get better, Steve. And yeah, we'll see, get, mate. get back on the Nickers Matter podcast because it's even more dreadful without you. It's That's weird not seeing fun. them pop up three times a week. <laughs> yeah they didn't do a podcast last week i know we that's did. when you know it's bad yeah <laughs> yeah no, steve mate. was the glue that held it together clearly <laughs> yeah, oh absolutely yeah those those other two idiots yeah if we forget about them <laughs> yeah yeah no, get well soon steve um Hawkins idiots oh, hello hello russ <laughs> <laughs> hello mate just joking <laughs> just having some friendly banter um I might insert a bit of audio from Mark, just just in case you miss his dulcet tones. I may not get round to that. Clearly, I didn't get round to that. Hey ho! Instead, how about a quiz? Ooh, love a quiz. Love a quiz. Um, we're going to talk about Ryan Fitzpatrick. Because he's he's had a stellar career. Stellar. Well, he's had long. a long career. <laughs> he's done Surpri- lots of stuff. Surprisingly long career. <laughs> yeah, he has. Did Did you know that uh, he went to Harvard? Just in case you've missed the one of the three million broadcasts of which they've informed us. Why, why are you ruining the quiz, mate? Yeah, my bad. <laughs> that, that was the first question. I can't. Yeah. I can't believe it. Points. No. Points. Points, points off for that. The the stat I did hear though on Monday Night Football, which I ridiculously watched the game in forty, 
for some reason, is that he's thrown a touchdown pass to 57 different receivers in his career, which is quite a lot. And, and that is partly a reflection on the fact he's played for a lot of different teams. You know, you know that's more than Matt Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I'd also like to know whether he's thrown picks to more different players than he's thrown touchdown passes to. I'd also like I, to know I, of I those 57, say... how many are still in the league? <clears throat> I reckon teams. I reckon his success percentage is better than you probably think it's going to be. Uh, well, <laughs> depends, <laughs> <Maybe. on> my... <laughs> depends on what you class as success. I do like Fitz anyway. I'm a fan of Fitz. No Fitz hate over here. Yeah, yeah no, no, it's Harvard. You mentioned, so what would you class as a, a decent pass success rate in a 15-year career? As in a completion success, right? Yeah, yeah. Passes to completions. I'm just interested to know. Depends, doesn't it? I mean, no, might you, no it doesn't, you, mate. What would, and, would you and, class as good? NFL. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't depend on anything. <laughs> NFL, NFL give me a number, mate. NFL give me a number. Give me a number. Be over 60%, didn't they? That's okay, the, mate. Yeah, the, no problem then. No problem. Mate, fuck off, you <laughs> bald-headed cunt. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> oh, we haven't even started the quiz yet, and it's already getting rough. <laughs> okay, the quiz is going to be as follows. You're going to go clockwise on my screen, and if you can't tell, that would be Rich, then Patrick, then Russ, then Craig. And it's last man standing, and all you've got to do is oh, tell me some of those 57. Oh, go away. <laughs> all right. There you right. go. Um, so, Rich, we will start with you. Mike Evans. Mike Evans is correct. Well done. You you stay in. Patrick? Kenyon Drake. Uh, well, you're out nice and early. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thanks for coming. And un- unlike the other day when that may have happened and I've I got it wrong. Kenyon Drake definitely has not caught a touchdown pass from Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> um, Russ, your turn. Uh, Preston Williams. That was an unlikely but correct guess. Well, no, it's not a guess. He's starting for Miami this year. It was just a guess whether it would have been Rosen or William or Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I got it right. <laughs> Someone's been paying attention to Miami receivers. Yeah. Well, done. well, they haven't, they haven't got they have they haven't got many, mate. <laughs> well, uh, Adam Humphreys. Okay, uh, Craig, you are correct as well. Uh, back to Rich. I'm going to guess at OJ Howard. That would be correct again. Uh, Russ. Oh. Hmm. Now it's look. Um... Oh, shit. Jakeem Grant. No. No. Okay. No. Bad luck. He's, he's, he's a, but another one of Miami shit receivers. I just thought <laughs> we'd take a punt. <laughs> uh, I'm double checking because, you know, I'm, I'm using control F in Excel, but no, definitely not on the list. Uh, back to, well, just two, two left. This could be nice and quick. Craig, you're next. Shady McCoy. Rich, you are this week's winner. (laughs) 
No way. No way. I, Can't be right. I think I suspect Shady McCoy was mostly in Buffalo after Fitz was. Oh, was it? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's annoying? I was gonna say is Cameron Brake will be on there. Uh Cameron Brake was my next one. Okay, that I, I was annoying then. I it's messed up just... all lens then. I'm just naming Tampa receivers because <laughs> he's there last year. I can't. So is, I can't believe that. That is very irritating. He did throw a lot of touchdowns for the Buccaneers, despite also throwing a lot of interceptions. And Godwin that's, was Godwin there last year. That's literally what he does: throws shitload of picks and touchdowns. Godwin would have been right. Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. Mostly garbage time touchdowns. Do you know what? Do you know what the funniest thing is? I couldn't tell you a single Jets player he played he threw to because I couldn't pick what year he was there. 1516, wasn't it? Uh, could be Eric Decker, maybe. Oh, yeah, that would be oh, it. There you go. Could have run through that whole team. That's annoying. <laughs> he may have thrown Decker a touchdown pass for the Titans. No, that'd be too early, wouldn't it? I think. Um, Did Decker I mean, catch he... any touchdown passes? Decker was a beast. <laughs> <blood. laughs> okay, he Titans, was a beast I mean. before he came. Okay, cool. Well, he was a beast before he came to the Jets as well. <laughs> a little bit. Broncos. Broncos years were good. Yeah, Broncos. That team with Sanders would have been there as well. Them two are pretty good. Anyway, so that was quick. Brilliant. Yeah, quickest quiz ever. Yeah, well, well done, Rich. You, you really earned that. <laughs> you literally that feel that like bit. it. And Nunwa, well, Quincy and Nunwa would have been on there as well, surely. Just going, yeah, he probably would be. Just going back through yes, the Jets 15, 16. Amazing. He yeah, he would. All, all these correct answers you all could have said, but uh, <laughs> we, could, we could have had a mulligan each, couldn't we? <laughs> Just prolong the quiz. That would have made more sense, Adam, to be fair. Oh, really, Craig? Okay. Yeah, yeah just saying, mate. <laughs> I could have given you three lives each and we'd have been here for 20 minutes. Is that what the listeners want? No, we'd have been here for about three minutes. I don't even want that. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> While we're on the Fitzpatrick subject, I did enjoy him throwing two uh, interceptions to Fitzpatrick this week. That was super <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> only a Harvard mind would do that. Don't know what that means. Anyway. Interception of some sort, possibly. Okay, well, this is a, an unexpected early departure from quizzes and into some NFL chat, I guess. Um, mark, the, mark the time for the pie chart. Let's start with the fact that the NFL has two unbeaten teams left. And they're, oh, both, like chat. they're both, hanging, both hanging on. <laughs> uh, my question is, now I, that may be, end up being the Super Bowl matchup, the 49ers against the Patriots. But what I want to know is when's it all going to come crashing down? Um, so where where are they where are they if at all going to fall well fall away or get defeats and how are they going to end up? Um, should we start with the Patriots because I'm sure you prefer to start with the Niners, Rich? Of course, yeah. I do. I do hold issue with you saying that we're just holding on to our unbeaten <laughs> record, having smashed the Panthers. Yeah, that was pretty pretty convincing. We'll come on to that. We'll come on to that. Good. The <laughs> The Patriots go to Baltimore this week, so I just I, like, don't, I, I just don't see it. Don't see what? Don't see them. I don't see them slipping up at Baltimore. That's the same. 
I'm un- I'm unconvinced by the Pats, man. And uh, this could well this is this is de- look, this is definitely bias. I know that there's no way I'm. I, I'm partly hope. I have said Tom Brady's at the end for five years, maybe longer. So, like, I know that I don't fuck with the Patriots at all. But that defense looks as good a defense as I've seen. Maybe, maybe that um, 2004, 2005 Super Bowl winning team. Maybe that defense was was on par. But this defense looks good. But they've not played great teams. But I am really not sold on that offense. I just don't. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't like talking about the Patriots. To be honest with you, I try to avoid it at all costs because I know I sound biased, and they always seem to come up trumps no matter what all the evidence says. But I don't know. I fancy the Niners more than I fancy the, the Pats. Let's put it that way. I I, 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 dis- I couldn't disagree more. I mean, I look. I'm at just the... distracted by what I think is Craig's leg poking up <sighs> in the shot. Um, no, it was better than his foot about five minutes ago. All we could see was the sole of his foot. Listen, Let's... mate, I open these boys up and you're seeing far more than the sole of my foot. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, ain't no boxers on, lads. Is that the, the, the gap where your penis should be? I love the fact you had to pick your mic back up to give it away as well. Um, <laughs> No, I couldn't disagree more. When you look at when you look at the roster, um, the roster. When you look at the the fixture list of what the Patriots have got to come. So after the after the Ravens, they go to Philly. Then they've got Cowboys, Texans, Chiefs, Bengals, Bills, and Dolphins. That that could quite, you know, it could quite easily be. Look, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they're going to lose. I, I, I can definitely see them in the Super Bowl. I just don't fancy them in comparison to Niners, and I don't think this is nowhere near a uh, like a marquee or a stellar Patriots team from an offensive standpoint. So I do. I think. I mean, I want someone to do the metrics, but this has got to be one of the easiest schedules I've ever seen in football. That what the Pats have had. They did all they could to lose to the Browns, which I kind of expected because I must admit, I thought that would be the game they give up. I don't think Belichick wants to deal with the undefeated talk. I think that's a pressure that they don't need, <clears throat> especially if they're trying to win another ring. So I definitely thought they, they and they did all they could to lose that game. Um, Browns just Browns it. And uh, I, I just, yeah, I don't fancy it. You look across, look at the offense. Who are you worried about? Okay, okay. Son Michelle can run the ball, and James White is a bit handy out of the backfield. Mm. They've got a, quite a good game manager, be under centre. To be fair, looking at their schedule again, so the the four their four home games remaining are Dallas, Kansas City, Buffalo, and Miami. And I'm guessing Kansas City is going to be eighth of December. Mahomes, you would think, would be well, well and truly back by then. That might be the the biggest test at home. On the road, Baltimore, Philly, Houston, and Cincinnati. I, I almost think that Baltimore, which is, I think it's Monday. Is it Sunday Monday night? night yeah. Monday, Sunday night, yeah, Monday, 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 night. Monday, Monday, early Monday morning. So that that might be quite a test on the road. I mean, if you say that Bill, yeah, Bill's not 
going to fancy this undefeated talk and the distraction that that'll bring, um, which it will. Yeah, that that could be, well, they could be undefeated, not as long as the Niners, maybe. Rich, I think the Ravens and the Patriots um, game. That's that's probably one of two. So the Ravens game and then the Texans away at the Texans. Those are the two that I think are the likely potential losses. Um, I don't see the I don't see the Chiefs giving that much of a hard time at um, at the Pats. I think this is the away games that they're more likely to lose. I could still see them. I could easily see them going seventeen zero for for the season and getting the number one seed. Um, I put a bet on at the start of the season based on the fact that I thought they probably would. Losing Josh Gordon's probably the biggest issue that they have now. Um, but I can see Belichick just coming up with really inventive ways of using his massive running back stable. Which also isn't a euphemism. I at this point <laughs> I'm at this point I'm more convinced by the Niners than the Pats on the basis that their defences are performing at a similar level, but the Niners offense is outperforming the Pats offense I think and the easiest schedule might be there but you know as Craig says once they get to that playoff stage I'm, I'm more convinced the Niners will take the whole thing than the, than the Patriots and you mentioned um, Mahomes will be back by the 8th of December that's assuming they don't rush him back and uh, cause his injury to exacerbate itself so uh, uh, they're, they're, playing, they're playing the Titans in a couple of weeks so Mahomes will be back for that I can absolutely guarantee that <laughs> uh, he he might get injured again afterwards, but he'll he'll have fun in Tennessee. I'm sure. Um, I don't. I the the only thing, the only thing, and you don't put it past Belichick is that he, you know, there there's been many a time in the years gone by where you look at the first eight games and the Patriots are seven and one or six and two, and they don't look great but they're still winning games. And then the latter half of the season, this new team turns up with a load of different looks and way more creative football. So you kind of feel, given the lack of weapons that they have, that that could be the issue. But I think they've been vulnerable. I think they're lucky to be undefeated at this stage. And I do think, you know, I mean, Nick Chubb running 90 yards to fumble the ball. Come on, geez! <laughs> Come on, geez! I've got Kareem Hunt in one of my uh, one of my fantasy teams, so I'm just hoping that Hunt just cocks up enough over the net over last week and this week to uh, to get Hunt the start in week ten. Well, I want them both to play because I've got them both. <laughs> so <laughs> it'll be good to forget Odell Beckham Jr. and well, there's no other receivers, so a couple of players, two players out of backfield, all good. Play a bit of wing back or whatever. I think I think the Pats are the more likely of the two to go seventeen and zero. Um, I think San Francisco are. When did you sorry, say seventeen? And seventeen, 0? sixteen and zero. Um, they're even going to win on their bye week. Yeah, they're going to win. I wouldn't their bye be week. past Belichick. Some, to be somebody fair. put somebody put the Niners down as a loss on their bye week on like one of these what are the Niners doing things and I thought that was pretty harsh. Was it Adam Rank? Probably. The prick. Fucking idiot. Um, but I don't see the Niners going unbeaten. Um, based on playing Green Bay, Baltimore, New Orleans, and the Seahawks twice. No, I think okay, those well, two let's, Seahawks let's at, games... Look at that. So, San Francisco, well, they're behind in terms of the fact they've already had their bye week. They're 7-0 and rather than 8-0, and but they've got Arizona on the road, Seahawks at home, 
Cardinals at home, Packers at home, three in a row at home. That seems pretty nice. Baltimore on the road, which is tough again. Well, as as New England have got uh, Saints on the road, Falcons at home. Give me there, uh, and <laughs> then Rams home and Seahawks on the road to finish. Yeah, they're... which is a way more difficult schedule. Oh, mate, yeah, it is on the on the road at, on the road at the Saints and the Seahawks. You know, Ravens as well, and well, you know the the Patriots got to go to the Ravens, but those other two games for me are the ones where the Niners are more likely to slip up. I know that sounds pretty obvious to say, but you know it's infinitely harder than what the Patriots got to deal with. I think the Saints game is the one that I'm looking at as being. I mean, Green Bay, it's at home, but it's Green Bay. I think that could go either way, but the the Saints game away. Um, I just don't think I don't trust Jimmy G to get into a shootout and win it against Drew Brees. Um, I like I like Jimmy G, but he's basically just one season into an NFL career based on 16, 17 games now. Um, And no one he hasn't had to lean on the pass game this year because we've just had such friendly game scripts where. Basically, all we've had to do is run the football down people's throats and rack up the points. Sorry, Rich. This is a question for you, I suppose, and the rest of the boys, but that's my worry. Like, <clears throat> to a lesser degree, a lot of the concerns I have about the Niners, I've got about the Pats, but you've been more effective or efficient without looking as vulnerable. Does that make sense? Like, yep. I don't see... <clears throat> We're not flashy. No, but it's very comfortable. But it's also like, they ain't really doing much. So I'm not sure... Like you, you've beaten who you meant to be, and I think mean, you know I, I was maybe quite similar to Patrick a few weeks ago, and I was like, well, they ain't played no one yet, but boy, three weeks later, and it's a it's a very diff- that defense. I mean that defense. What was the defense you had with um, fucking what's his name on the uh oh, old fella? What's his name? Patrick Willis. Willis, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Willis Bowman. Yeah, thing. that defense. Yeah. That that was Kaepernick's time, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, Kaepernick and Alex Smith. Yeah. Around that the time defense, when I started following it, like 2012 to 2014, 15. That defence was unreal. And this defence yep. is very, very similar in terms of the athleticism, particularly in the linebacking core. Like, when you've got linebackers who can fly around the field like that, I, I, I do. I, I, I mean, you look good, man. I can't, I can't hate. But, again, there's been less of that explosive flashy offense while still being very efficient and very comfortable does that give yeah. you a bit of a worry or um the the defense hasn't i mean it's weird to say it hasn't been tested even though we've come up against the rams and you know some other what you'd consider to be probably decent offenses i mean kept christian mccaffrey mostly in check this weekend just gone um i think i think the thing for me is we haven't seen Jimmy G push the ball down the field yet. There hasn't been a game where we've been, you know, score down, two scores down. We've had to kind of play catch up. And that it's not that I don't think he can do it. It's that we haven't seen it since he's come back from the ACL because he's had comeback games. We've had big games. Um, shit, which one was it? There was one last season, or no, the season before, where basically it's like a 45-43 or something and he had to... You know, he had to push the ball down the field a lot that game, had to lead a game-winning drive that game. Like, I don't think he can't do it. I think it might be a case of Shanahan 
hiding that capability because he doesn't need to show it yet. And why would you show that when, all, you know, you just lean on the run game for now? I can't still, imagine uh, that they're not playing that in practices. He still only started a season's worth of games, hasn't he? So Exactly. It turns and it's experience. a complex offence. I do think that's the biggest plus for the Niners at the moment, and that's Shanahan. I think oh, he's yeah. really proven what a Some of the stuff he called against Carolina was unreal. Yeah. Did you see the Debo Samuel touchdown? Yep. Was exactly. Just like he's motion and then two guys sweeping across, and Debo didn't even get touched. No, I, I, but I don't, it's not only like it's it's the creative run game that I've, it's not yeah. easy to draft. Like you've got a lot of guys, Nagy, um, McVeigh, who have managed to develop, you know, the the passing game. But other than the other than the um, read option, maybe from like the cam era turning into what we now call an RPO or whatever they like to tell you it is on the on the programming. Everything's you a fucking RPO. You haven't you haven't really seen any significant or not that's maybe not fair, but not not real advances in in setting up the run game. But actually, the various looks you pull a lot of guards, um, you use a lot of running backs. You can run in the tackles. You can run outside. The run game was it has been good for the Niners and I, you know that's positive the, the one thing I'd say about that as well is that people have been talking about oh you know you haven't come up, come up against good teams yet but we've come up against some decent defences and we've come up against defences that have been putting eight in the box because they've <laughs> seen how good a run lines. game is exactly yeah exactly and, and you're still the, running the ball yeah and the Bucks have shown <laughs> since week one that actually that is a good defensive front they've got there they've, they've limited they're not a great team but that defensive front is excellent um, Carolina's defensive front, Luke Keekley. I mean, I literally have never seen Luke Keekley look more confused in a game because Shanahan's showing him, he's constantly showing stuff that looks like other stuff that's happened either previously, so they've seen it on film or in the game, and then doing something completely different. And it throws off players like Keekley who are huge on the film study and also quite instinctive. I'm just Can imagining I... what it's like to have a coach that's talented like that and get the best out of an offense. You and me can both, I, dog. Can I, can, I both. <laughs> can I just give a an, sort of an extra special mention to, you know, we've talked a lot about you know, what the Niners have done offensively. Defensively, Nick Bosa is some kind of stud. L- oh, literally yeah. bona fide stuff. That, um, the interception, <laughs> the interception, the, the, get round the, the chop block, the interception, and then the charge downfield, and literally just bouncing people off like some kind of Samoan. It was it, incredible. Yeah, but the Boses, the, them Boses, mate, he's feeding them steroids for breakfast from like three years old. Have you seen them? <laughs> All of them are flipping, humongous, ripped, cut, massive athletes. Like, I'm not having yeah. that. Like, they are, it's, they're specimens. It's, they, but how can you have, all, all, all your children, all your yeah, fine, but physically they are spent. Don't get me wrong, they've been get off me. Too, get but off they me. They are just huge. They, I mean, you got literally. He basically said, "I'm only having JJ Watt s sons." <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> they are yeah. fucking massive. <laughs> it's yeah. easy to forget with those that the it's offensive players that are trying to tackle you, though. When you look at a, a play when like that, the, when was the last time a rookie was up for defensive player of the year? I don't know when. 
because he's got to be in that conversation. You look at his his pressure rate is something insane. He's, like he's got he's got rookie he's got um defense he's going to get rookie of the year I think. But uh, yeah, I, I I you're right. I mean, he's in he's up there, isn't he? With the he's, he's in a class of one as a pass rusher right now. He is getting significantly more pressure than any other pass rusher in the game, and that includes all of the experienced guys out there. That's only because we haven't seen much of Jeffrey Simmons yet. Just, just saying. I'm not. No, I'm not joking. Unbelievable in a very, a very small sample size. He was better. I'm incredibly kiss. excited about him. All right, keep in your pants, Adam. Not being seen. Well, right. At least until right, we see him. You, all right, Nick Boner. <laughs> we're, 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 we're talking about the San Francisco 49ers, not Kiss. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't think my joke that? got enough love the first time. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say, nobody, not... nobody did it, did they? Let's <laughs> do it again. I'm generally not a fan of racists, but. For Nick Bosa. <laughs> wow. Let's talk about something else, please. <laughs> Anything but this. <laughs> well, actually, while while you're the reason you wanted to come on more than anything, Pat, was uh, the fact that you're up against the Jets. Now, I don't want this to be to turn into a a gloat fest, um, but the Jets have probably got bigger bigger worries, although they haven't. They, they may have tried or may have pretended to try to shot Adams and Bell, but no, they mate, are we still on the roster. We have definitely got bigger worries. <laughs> yeah, gonna, yeah. yeah. Do you think they tried to do, do – do you think it was a bit of a random smoke screen or do you think they actually tried to get rid of him, Craig? I reckon that – I think it happens for every football club. Every ball club goes through this time at, at, at the trade deadline and when things are going wrong, that's when it's shit. You know what it's like, mate. You play for a club, any sport, at any level. When you're winning and there's a bit of harmony, things that don't bother anyone get... No one gives a shit. You keep it moving, you're focused, you're all pulling in the right direction. When that isn't the case, things that... Listen, everyone gets shocked. The the NFL is that. Like, do not... Professional sports, particularly in America... Business is business, and you hear it more like in in England. You know, for people who are less familiar with with the NFL, we have this whole thing about loyalty, and if you play for our club, you should, you want to stay, and blah blah blah. In America, that that isn't the case as much. While there's definitely a respect for the club, everyone kind of knows it's all business, right? Yeah. You could you'll be here for a few months, you could get cut. I think is no surprise when you're a one and six ball club that you're. St- and you've just had a coaching change that looks like to everyone has not fucking worked. It is no surprise if you Who if, thought it would. If you have conversations or if people contact you to say, listen, do you want to get rid of a couple of your boys? It's not unusual. I think the problem is because of the position we're in, because I think I, I my biggest issue is the is the GM and the head coach. I just think that's gone so wrong. It's gone so wrong that it's 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 um, filtered throughout throughout the rest of the ball club. I, I I am really, I am I am I'm more worried now than I was after Sanchez and the butt fumble. That the is, way, sorry, go I, on, Pat. I, I was going to say the way they treated that um, Osamella guy, who they refused to allow surgery to, and then cut him. It's just that sort of thing happening in your club makes you ashamed to be associated with that club the way the and it's ba- and it's bad enough our owner is a melon anyway i can't stand our owner our owner is a supporter of donald trump explicit capitalist you know 
luckily he doesn't really get too involved and you don't really see or hear too much of him but at the moment it is it is the hardest it's ever been to be a Jets fan and maybe more so because at the beginning of the season it was so optimistic and yeah I, if, to be honest if 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 William if, if Adams turned around and said I'm out and tried to get himself another contract who's complaining if Bell wanted to leave if Oh, I think oh, I think the man. internet might have saved us from more of that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, mean, well, uh, I Pat, 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 tell us, tell us how <laughs> positive a Jags win to take them to four and four was. You it's, can only beat what's in front of you. Yeah, quite. It, it was a very similar pattern to the Bengals game, which is quite a big insult this season. I think um, <laughs> <laughs> we scored first. They took the lead, and we struggled in the red zone to take the lead back, which is a concern at the moment. Um, I can see that those red zone issues means we won't capitalise on the possession we have against the better sides, and that you know we've got Texans this weekend, and that will um, be the sort of thing that bites you if you don't convert those red zone situations. So we're not the finished article by any means, but we look a lot better than anyone expected after Nick Foles went down after drive one of the season. Certainly, we didn't expect to be in contention for um, leading the division after nine weeks. So you know, there's there's, there's positives there. Bit, bit of love for the AFC South, um, a division that's taken a bit of flack this year already. The bottom, the bottom team in the divisions at four and four. Yeah, yeah. Well, four wins. Both, both of our teams. I can't remember I the last time we had four yeah. wins in the season. Sorry, no, <laughs> in the season as well. Obviously, the Titans with four wins is uh, one more than Adam Rank thought we'd get already. I may have <laughs> mentioned that. Adam Rank also <laughs> had the Niners at three and thirteen. What a moron! Have I mentioned? Have I said that already? He's yeah. a fucking idiot. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a title for the show. Maybe it was a real <laughs> eye opener. The comparison between Minshew and Darnold this week, and um, there was a couple of I've used the word before Russell Wilson esque um, escapes from Minshew, which turned into big important completions. And the first time I wrote that down, I thought it was hyperbole, <laughs> but this weekend he did it again. <laughs> like against Denver. Um, Darnold had a miraculous escape against Cilantro. Cilatro? Anyway, some linebacker who'd never played for us before and no one had ever heard of until last week. He led the team in tackles, impressively. Just call uh, him Coriander. <laughs> yeah, quite. <laughs> nice. <laughs> he did well. Um, and, um, yeah, he had uh, Darnold around the waist. Didn't bring him down. Darnold escaped and then threw a pick to Trey Herndon, I think it was. It was just... All that good work ruined with just errant eye and errant arm. And do, do you know honest, what that Minshew that Minshew throw when he's under pressure, just at the just at the like coming back, run it, scrambling back to the line of scrimmage, and then just throws a touchdown strike was unbelievable. Yeah, was that the was that the chart? Was that the chart touchdown? Was it DJ Chark? It, it was. It was. I wasn't going to do it, but that <laughs> that that piece of play when they'd gone. Was that on the same drive where they they were first and goal and ended up third and well ridiculous distance when they started from the one yard line or something and he yeah, managed to yeah. escape a couple of tackles and then sort of sidearm a pass out literally into the tightest little gap and it was it was nigh on you know it was nigh on perfect from him. Yeah, it was beautiful. They had they ran a little toss play to Fournette, who lost seven yards on the play. Not down to him, down to bad blocking. But the other note I had from this game is that Josh Lambeau is nearly as good as Russ at kicking. <laughs> that's that's quite. A are story. you um Pat? Are you worried about Fournette? You always look so angry. 
He's always got something to complain about. He seem a, seems to have a better attitude this season than any of his previous ones. So I'm I'm the least worried I've been about him since midway through his first season. I I would want I would want my running back to be a little bit angry, a little bit mean. Angry is not the word. Sulky. Uh, yeah, sulky's bad. Angry's yeah. good. Chip on the shoulders, good. Yeah. yeah. He, he what? There was a was it against us or the week before where he did? There was a, it was a bad it was a bad decision. It might have been like a th- third and third and two or maybe even a fourth down. Maybe it was this week or last week, and it was a pretty. It was wasn't a great play call. It was a you know a run left something like just a standard call power left let's say, and he was tackled for a loss and he threw his toys out of the fucking pram, and I do you see it kind of is a it's certainly and I don't watch the Jags regularly. Who the fuck does? No offense, <laughs> but <laughs> you know it, it's it's quite common whenever I see him and uh, yeah I would just say that's definitely that would give me. But then again, you could be a Jets fan and everything gives you gives you pretty cause for concern. I mean, I'm, I'm in no position to criticise someone swearing at the Jags play calling, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not alone either, let's be honest. Uh, QBs, I mean, the, the Jags, Jags have also got Minshew, who's you know, coming for foals and looking maybe not completely consistent, but very, very good in patches. Um, you've now, well... I'm not quite sure if this is the right segue or not. Cincinnati have benched Andy Dalton on his birthday, on, oh. on the trade deadline day. On his um, on his 78th birthday. On his, just in time yeah. for AJ Green to come back as well. It does seem a bit mean, doesn't it? It's, I it's, it's a bit... bit... I haven't watched the Bengals much. Andy Dalton Dude. isn't the issue with the Bengals. No, that's what no. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And and figures you say, you know, like he's not been around that long. It conf- was, when was he drafted? 2012? It can't have been longer. Maybe maybe 2011. It can't have been much I think, longer. I think 11, yeah. Sounds about which right. Isn't, which isn't a long time for a quarterback. So I don't, I don't, I don't, get, I don't so get that at all. I mean, no, and... Scapegoat. He could have... And the thing is, um, who put but it in when, the group? Somebody put I it heard. in the group. Who did they say should call and see if they could get Dalton? And I thought, that's actually not a bad idea. I can't remember who it was. Someone made a suggestion Falcons. in the group. Yeah, the Falcons. Chicago, Chicago. Oh, Chicago. That was it. Yeah, yeah, Chicago. Yeah, I suggested the Falcons should get balls. (laughs) Yeah. Well, anyone? Anyone? I don't know. I mean, Matt Matt Shu did a decent job. I thought the the weekend when he he go for nearly four hundred yards. Well, that that suggests Bortles would be a good fit because all of Schaub's uh, production was garbage time, pretty much, wasn't it? Absolutely. Didn't he? And he only did, I mean, t- was it one touchdown? It was like five hundred yards or four hundred yards, but it was like a touch. It weren't. It weren't. Anyway, whatever. Fuck the Schaub's <laughs> one of those guys, though. Being serious for a second, dare I say it? He's not very well regarded, but has got so much. He's an eight-year starter, wasn't he? Yeah, he's, he's, he's a starter at Houston his whole career until he, starts for the Texans and anyone um, else. I think is he yeah. like the like the Carlo Cudicini behind Petr Cech? <laughs> or you know, like Cudicini was actually good. He's more a like the the Phil Neville of quarterbacks. But but you know, you look at quarterbacks. Not the Dennis Irwin of quarterbacks. Sit, you look at quarterbacks that sit there in the in the. You know, in the in the wings, in the in the on sure, the sideline. Re- is only recently a backup. He was a, he was the man in Houston for yeah, a long yeah. time. 
it's Fair only enough. the last two, three years that he's been a backup. But who? So with that in mind, then who who has been the most? Who, who do you think in recent time is the most? McCowan. He is the the perennial Carlo Cudicini or the yeah, um, Stuart it. Taylor. Is it Stuart McCowan. Taylor from from Arsenal? And he yeah. spent all the time in Arsenal's back as backup goalkeeper behind. Um, Jens Lehman, I think it was, and then he moved to Man City. And I'll tell you, I'll give you the answer to your question, Russ. And the the answer is Matt Moore, who's who we've just seen <laughs> at Kansas City. He he's been. No, a it's not. It's everywhere. Josh McCowan. He's literally been a backup his whole career. Josh McCowan came... started every now and a couple of seasons. Only when the starter went down. <laughs> Josh McCowan and Luke McCowan, they are backups. You need a backup. Shout out to McCowan brothers. Sorry, I, I took I took that in a different direction. I just thought it was intriguing the the comparison to a backup goalkeeper. I do think there's an element, there's definitely an element of just if you're willing to not worry about being a starter somewhere, you can earn a lot of money doing very little other than holding a clipboard. They do I, do I more do that than that. Oh, you've just reminded me, clipboard Jesus, he was the man, the, per, the perennial backup, Charlie Whitehurst. There, now there's the best Google image search on the internet, Charlie Whitehurst. Do you know what? Treat, Speak. Treat yourselves, Sorry. ladies. Speaking speaking of that, given what we said about Cam the other week, it did piss me off that we saw old Ben looking like the you know super coach with Jesus Rudolph Christ the by day. the way. But we haven't heard about you've Cam. just googled image search yeah. Charlie Whitehurst, haven't you, Russ? <laughs> yeah, I have. Yeah, you find the one with the hat as well. You'll you'll like it. He's a super <laughs> handsome guy. He really is. I wouldn't call over him to get to you. I'll tell you. This has gone in a strange direction. It always does. Where <laughs> <laughs> uh, were we? Bye, chart. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's backups. Yeah, it's it's been interesting this season. Just the sheer number of teams that have had to use a backup or backups in the case of uh, some of the poor souls. Fifteen out of the thirty-two, which is higher than any that I can remember. I'm including um, the Colts in that. No, well, I'm not including like garbage time stuff. I'm including um, either through injury or through just dropping them because they've been dross. Okay, yeah. Or they've yeah. got they've got a suspected neck injury. Yeah, <laughs> sticking your neck out injury. Hoop. I think you're referring to Joe Flacco. Possibly, yeah. 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 <laughs> Sorry, Pat. Yeah, it's it's that is incredible. I didn't realise it was quite that many. Well, but it would, no so 15 out Sounds of 32. Right. So who who hasn't then? That there's a there's a quiz. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can read them out if you want, but me reading 17 team names out isn't the uh, most scintillating radio. Do it well, very, Ar- very Ar- 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 Arizona. <laughs> I've had um, no. Let's let's trip. not. <laughs> <laughs> Arizona Niners Ravens. Detroit Lions, Lions, Packers, Packers, Vikings. Um, yeah, this so is we're, so we're going to go with just reading out the names. <laughs> yeah. We're not even going to read them out. We're going to try and think of them, which will take much longer. And Craig wanted to go. Uh... <laughs> Craig's waving his leg around provocatively. I really, really hope it's his leg. <laughs> <laughs> Let's let's have a little chat about officiating. You wanted, you wanted to mention that. No, I can I can give you an example from uh, Tampa Bay against Tennessee. 
the the thing about and it well we go back to the saints in week one or two i think it was against the rams the fumble on the field which could be reviewed at a turnover or a challenge flag if it goes the other way but blowing the play dead now in the in the tennessee tampa bay game the titans ludicrously and i'm not going to go into that you can if you really, really wanted to listen to the Transatlantic Titans podcast, where we certainly get into that, ludicrously attempted a fake field goal, four points up in the five minutes to go in the game. And Brett Kern, obviously your best chance of getting the first down, had a had a little run, didn't get there, got stopped, fumbled the ball. Bucks player picked it up, ran it in for a touchdown, except the play was blown dead. Now, it was a fourth down, so the there was going to be a turnover on downs anyway. So the fact that it was blown dead, I mean, it didn't really matter. It was a fumble. The Bucks were getting the ball back, but the fact it's blown dead means they, they can't review it and can't give him the, the touchdown that would have arguably made it a very different finish to that game. I do think there's an issue here of you've got enough, you've got so many officials on the field, all of whom can blow a whistle. And so it only takes one of them to screw up and blow that whistle. And that's it. Yeah, but they, they need to be told clearly that think very carefully before you do that. Yeah, so, but they have. That was so, that was one of the points of focus coming into the season was we're going to let these things play out, and they they just don't seem to be able to get it right. So here's the thing, then in that in that case and the the case it was the Jags, wasn't it, that pushed uh, Fournette over? They called the play dead, you know, pretty prematurely. Mm-hmm. If they hadn't had called it dead. Both of those were technically scoring plays anyway. Would they was not the have forward, been? I didn't or... see the Fournette one. Was that a forward progress thing or was that a Yeah. There was no, two... it was a forward progress. Yeah, was that, was... I don't think that's reviewable. There was but it's, two... it's a scoring it would... play. It wouldn't Yeah, be. but I don't think you can review forward right, progress. Right, okay. But I do agree. I do agree with Russ's point around that forward progress. That like if you just let it play out it will get to a point like don't blow that whistle. I've got annoyed with a number of situations where there have been, you know, key potential key moments of either a first down or a touchdown or a fumble where the officials blown it dead. After Another one. Yeah. Yeah. Barely, barely any time after the players stop moving. And yet you see other times where a running back has been stopped for like a couple of seconds and then suddenly the pile starts moving and they get a first down. It's, it's the inconsistency that bugs me more than anything. Like if, you, if you're going to blow it dead quickly, blow it dead quickly. If you're going to allow it to play out, allow it to play out. But do it one or the other. Don't, I think don't... of all of the, given the officiating drama, I think the last thing that we can kind of criticise them on is the forward progress thing. Because I think, like, I agree to a degree. Like, yeah, there's plenty, you know, plenty of players who when you think they're stopped they aren't stopped and actually it's called differently so it's gonna it's gonna be um uh, yeah different officials will you know give certain players the opportunity to bounce it and and make something happen kamara is a good example where you know they they generally let him play whereas others lesser known backs don't but i think the forward progress is is the most difficult to call because what you don't want, which is what historically happened, which is why we have the forward progress thing, is people coming in late and smashing someone in the legs or jumping on the pile. So 
I don't have a massive issue with it. And what they've done, because beforehand you couldn't, there was the whole assisting the runner rule, which was ridiculous. And we don't have that now. You can push the pile to which actually protects the runner rather than not doing that and someone coming in trying to lay the big hit with someone static. The big issue is the PI stuff. It's it's getting ridiculous. Well, the the we've yeah we've talked about that previously. The I agree with you about forward progress. It's the it's the fumbles that the one that get me. Yeah, the, and the consistency. Where, where you you've there's no reason to blow that blow it dead because yeah. if, especially if you know it's a turnover. Which okay, that wasn't the case with the Brett Kern fumble, uh, but it was I think with the Saints Rams Rams game and saying he's down by contact or whatever. But there's no. Not much can go wrong with letting it play out. Yeah, agreed. agreed. Yeah, forward progress is an interpretation. Yeah, that's that might yeah, become it's very viewable, subjective. But, but yeah. p- p- so's PI to a certain extent. So I don't think reluctant PI is. To, it annoys It can me. be. It can yeah, be. Yeah, it can be. But if it can be, then there's nothing to talk about. The, yeah, there's great. So I mean, many the, the example of PI the, that clean the OPI call. Um, Steelers. Monday night football. Steelers. Yeah. That, Almost that OPI a, per- call. a perfect saw... throw. It was a perfect throw. Yeah, Ridiculous. but he's, but he's. It looks like the wide receiver. I can't remember who it was. Was pinning the arm of the DB, which stops him going up for the for the interception. But again, that's what I'm. I'm with you on the its interpretation because you could see that both ways. Like the national media went nuts about it, and I, other other people have said, you know. It looks like it could easily be OPI. And, and I think that's the stuff where I think ruling on the field stands is a great way to do it. That's where we shouldn't be. It's like the cricket analogy where you get people having, you know, you've got appeals in cricket and you can basically, like, you can ask for it to be reviewed a couple of times a game. But the but teams often will make speculative reviews based on game situation rather than based on them actually thinking the officials have made a mistake. And and that's where I have an issue with this is that people are making those, uh, you know, the challenge flags are coming out because someone hopes that it's a mistake, not thinks it's a blatant one like we saw in the Rams Saints game. And that's the issue with the consistency. I do agree yeah. with that because you're almost in a position. In fact, I suppose the counter argument to that is they've called the whole PI thing so harshly that it's got to the point where coaches are thinking, is it worth me challenging rather than the you know, the uh, chance your arm challenge because worst that can happen is we lose the timeout at this point of the game given that we're down 15 points or whatever. So I hear what you're saying. I do. I think the PI thing's not to piss me off a bit. I do think I was really... Because un- the thing is, the the hands, there's a couple of safeguards that, and I, I must admit, I don't know if it's just colloquialism and media rather than the actual rule book. But we hear about hand fighting which is fine, which is what I would say was happening on that Pittsburgh play. And we talk about the extension of the arm. So there was another one where a DB is trailing the defender and he's got his arm on him, but he's not extended at all. Um, And it was called pass interference. So there are these safeguards that I think they can apply to the review. And I don't want to see good football being ruled out due to like these inconsistencies when there are the what it seems to be quite clear 
safeguards. Like, there's no reason to make these mistakes. The T.Y. Hilton one was another one. In um, and they, I mean, they changed that call, which was like I think maybe the first call over the first five weeks where he was blatantly holding his arm. So T.Y. had to try and catch the ball with one arm, uh, and it was like on a crossing route. So that was very obvious. But I just think, it, like I said, like, I think I talked about it last week. To have another ref who's a part of the crew watching the game on television who can have a say and it's down to the head judge to decide i don't understand why we don't do that Craig, sorry not hedge judge point, <laughs> that's kickboxing and, and i guess this is a question for everyone but do you get to the point where you say to to officials don't call pi unless it's really fucking obvious and then coaches are only challenging when it's really obvious when and it hasn't not, been yeah. called yeah because the big things with pi I mean, the the real big issue is following that Saints game, the boy was going to catch the ball and man took him out before the ball got there. Yeah, it was that's so obvious that everyone could see it. That's what the ruse for. The, the, it is too hard to play defensive football in this game. I yep. think we, we can't keep stopping people being covered. Otherwise, change the game. I don't think there's any issue with hand fighting. I think both, both do it, offense and defense. If the arm isn't extended, don't call it. Unless you see an extended arm and a head not turned around, these are the safeguards. If the DB isn't looking and he's got his hands on the uh, the, the the receiver before the ball comes, then chuck the flag or don't chuck the flag and review it if there's an issue. And if yeah, there, there's clear the, safeguards the, the to officials, protect it. The officials need to have some ability to call a review themselves. That's the one thing that I think is missing is that they can't. There's no opportunity for an official to say. Unless it's the last, whatever, two minutes of the game or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's no opportunity for an official to go, uh, didn't get a great view of it, need need a review on that one. Have some, have a video, somebody. Yeah. A no, I agree with you, Craig. I do agree on that on that front. I think there should be that, what do you call it, like the, the eye in the sky or whatever the fuck they call it in college. Damn. As, at some point, at some point, we're going to have a whole podcast on officiating. Because every time it comes up, it... There's so much to say, and there's so there's so many areas that need looking at. We should, we're all in a, all in agreement there. Um, and someone out, yeah, someone out do... there must be tracking the amount of time that we're wasting on talking about officiating. It's not wasted. <laughs> it's not wasted. Um, but it, it is. It's a contentious issue, and the the rules are constantly being tweaked to to try and improve. And they're actually, you know, the PI thing, making that review. <clears> it's it's reacting to what people want. It's reacting to events, obviously. Is it uh, just going to become the what is a cut catch for the next couple of seasons? It might be. I think it already is to a certain extent. I yeah, mean, you have, I do. There's a there's a back to the Bucks Titans game. There's a couple of there were two plays almost in a row where the the Titans had big pi calls on one of their drives when they really need it, and both both of them were intercepted. Yeah, so they had and two interceptions big... in a row taken off. And the second one, Bruce Arians challenged because he just, oh, I've had enough of this. And there wasn't much in it, but you can see a hand, a, li- a little shove, and it's enough if that's the way my, the call was on the my field. Issue, my issue with PI, like borderline PI calls, is that it's such a big penalty. If you've just lobbed the ball 30 yards, 40 yards down the field, and it's like marginal, that's such a big amount of, of benefit. Yeah, but if it's not marginal, if it's a professional foul, then absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, That's not what I'm. That's not what I'm saying here. I'm saying if it's if it's like a marginal thing, then that's such a huge gain for the offense. You could have two types of pi call penalty, then, couldn't you? 
Because defensive so, holding is much smaller, if that's called. Sorry, Russ. So I was going to say, it's like the clear and obvious thing on VAR, isn't it? If you're not going to, unless, if it's marginal and it could go either way, it stays with the on-field call. There There's no go. reason to overturn it. Yeah, it's clear but, clear and yeah. obvious. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, what, that's largely how it's being, being done, which is fine. I think football's clear and obvious is a bit like uh, politics are strong and stable, and they say it a lot, but it means <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. Um, well, politics may come up in a bit. I hope not. <laughs> uh, just before we get into previewing week nine, is it? Week nine in our usual way. Uh, just to, just to oh, wrap up trade it's... deadline day. Hardly anything happened on trade deadline day, but the Rams did trade away a keep to leave. Or keep to leave, as I saw you you sent, Rich. Very. <laughs> that nice. wasn't my tweet. That was someone else's tweet that I just okay. pinged you, Adam. I knew. You I, I did prefer San Francisco as a pun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Both terrible. <laughs> San Francisco doesn't quite work so well. It's not. It's not. But it's I find it odd. Um, I find it odd that the Rams have given up the house for Jalen Ramsey and then traded away two cornerbacks. <laughs> Who okay are aging and have their issues, but for well, next Salib, to nothing. Is Talib on IR? He's IR for the rest of the season or to return? I can't. I think it's to return. Okay, so I believe he's going to be practicing straight away. And then you think you'd have him coming back in for a potential playoff run, versus having Ramsey on one side and then An other on the other side. You just throw An other the whole time. I can only assume they've got another corner that they like. That can literally be. They must have another must corner, have. and therefore, a, and maybe a, a somebody they spotted in the draft. Or they're just shit. too late if they want to trade this season. Well, no, yeah. well, no. If you've got somebody you think can roll this year and willing to take the risk that if that doesn't work, you're going to fix it in the draft. I do not understand. They can't it. fix it in the draft. They've given away the house. That's that's the thing we said a couple well, of weeks ago. Got, Rams got, are going they've all got in. Picks. How many picks? They, they, they're still going to pick in the draft. They might not have an early round pick, but. You can get a good corner, third, fourth round. Yeah, I mean, it's baff- baffling to me. It just, but it is, it is a strange one. I'd be very interested to hear the, the logic behind it. I don't, I don't get it. Because even, I mean, I, I see, I can see Talib more than Peters. I mean, he weren't great, but I don't. If, I, but they must have another corner. I don't really know the secondary well enough, but there, there must be another corner who they, they like. That's a slap in the face, though, isn't it? To get traded to the fucking Dolphins. Yeah, peak, so peak. <laughs> You're going right. to die, guy. <laughs> that just that just feels mean. <laughs> they, they tried. They traded away everything else that they've got. You're the guy they pick up. Dolphin to find the most creative ways to lose football games. <laughs> uh, there's some just genuine, genuinely impressive creativity going on there. Th- th- third and twenty-two. All blitz, boys. <laughs> My favorite was the two zero point. coverage. <laughs> The two-point conversion, I think, week four or five, where they basically attempted to throw a screen to a guy that didn't have any um, linemen running his direction. <laughs> weird. That is literally not a screen. <laughs> Get it is if you're the Dolphins. That's why Brett Kern currently has his teeth in a hat. Brett Kern? Did Good you one. mean Brett Kern? Oh, I missed what well, I missed. <laughs> well, it was a similar play, wasn't it? Oh, I see, oh, I see what you mean. So... Right and get destroyed because there's no one blocking for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, oh. yeah I, don't, I don't get it. I could understand if the Rams were like, 
five and two or six and one going after Ramsey to try and solidify and, and go for a playoff run, but they're currently third in the NFC West at what, 500 ish? Yeah, I think there must be a game or two above 500, but yeah, point made. Uh, I can't see him. Okay, um, let's, let's move on into some previews. Week nine, some sentences may be coming your way. Let's start with San Francisco at Arizona. Kyler will be a useful mobile quarterback test ahead of the Niners' big date with the Seahawks. Houston at Jacksonville. One point between these two in Texas. Will Jacksonville's home field advantage be enough to turn the tables? It's at Wembley. So, yeah. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Um, You're going, aren't you? Yep. Looking forward to it. Excellent. Um, you can probably pick up tickets on StubHub for a fiver. That would, if you uh, if you're so inclined. <laughs> I'm, I digress. Well, one sentence previews. These are just just bang, 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 aren't they? Apologies for that. Chicago at Philadelphia. If Trubisky can't hit Robinson with this fully backfield, then he may as well turn in his cleats, hand in his uniform, and go and get a job at Wendy's. <laughs> Indianapolis at Pittsburgh. Both of these teams have flattered to deceive this season. Both could make the playoffs, but will either of them? New York Jets at Miami. The home team have been the closest thing to inform in this one. A combined one win between them. At least that improves this weekend. Cue the draw. <laughs> it's game of the week, that one. <laughs> Minnesota at Kansas City. The Chiefs' season is falling apart like so many loose kneecaps. Vikings to win despite Cousins. Tennessee at Carolina. Kyle Allen versus Ryan Tannehill. It's the matchup everybody dreamt of. Washington at Buffalo. It's the shit show at Buffalo. (laughs) Tampa Bay at Seattle. Jameis isn't going to win tons of games playing like he is at the moment. Going to Seattle doesn't feel like it's going to get him back on track. Detroit at Oakland. This one feels irrelevant already. Could be fun irrelevance. <laughs> Green Bay at LA Chargers. This game is going to be a close-fought battle between who can be the most dislikable quarterback, which I think will be edged by Rivers, unlike the game. <laughs> Definitely. Cleveland at Denver. Joey doing his best Baker impression in the presser this week. Most exciting thing I could think of about this game for this nothing bowl. New England at Baltimore. I've spent the last couple of weeks coming up with really witty one-sentence previews, but for this one, I could really have nothing other than fuck the Pats. Bang! Fuck the Pats. Finally, Dallas at New York Giants. One of the few games in the NFL where the old cliched adage, form doesn't matter, is accurate. DJ for the highlight win of the season. Do you know what? It's nice that finally Dallas Dallas against New York Giants is exclusively Buck Aikman or it's Sunday Night Football with Michaels and Collinsworth. And now they've got to have Booger. Oh. Finally, <laughs> the, the right man calling that game. <laughs> I'm just delighted it's on at a time when I'm not going to be awake to watch it. Fuck the <laughs> NFC East. <laughs> uh, poor, poor old Jack will be up, I, I imagine. 
Probably. I can't believe you stole James's team name for your, uh, for one of your one sentence previews. Yeah, I know. He won't I... even listen to this either, so it's not like he's going to know about it. Thanks, thanks, Rich. That's why I thought I'd get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm definitely going to tell him to listen this week. He won't listen. Well, no, why not? I don't understand. Why, no, why I might force him to. Listen? I'm going to be out there next week, so I'll make him listen to it. Okay. Does that mean you're, uh, you're having a week off from this? Uh, no, I think I'm around Wednesday. Flight on Thursday. Oh, well, never mind. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, any other business? Russ. I... Oh. No, you can wait. You can wait. Russ can go because I know I know what he's got and I'm I'm going to I'm going to take a shot here. <laughs> it's World Cup final week. England are in the fucking World Cup final for rugby and and of all team performances I have ever seen in my life from pretty I think exclusively any team that was the best team performance I have ever seen in any sport. There, I said it. Unreal. I said it. Totally agree. It's it was it was just mind blowing how good they were, and this week they're in a World Cup final, and uh, imagine not being able to watch it because you're flying (laughs) to fucking Geneva. (laughs) Yeah, it's awkward. (laughs) Yeah, strangely, booking a a couple of days away with the family at the end of half term to see some friends. You know, three four months ago, whenever we booked it, I can't remember. Didn't crop up in my in my head. These things don't. It's so easy to miss something like that. Like you don't think, oh, that that might be the day of the Rugby World Cup final. I might take a later flight. I wouldn't want to miss you know, Ireland against South Africa. But well, Ireland were never going to be there. No, exactly. So you know, no matter what happens, obviously England. I'm a I'm a dick. There you go. You are a, you are a dick. No, it's not. No, no matter what happens, England's name are going to be on the tournament from 2003. But it's on the trophy. Our name's there. Tell you whose name's not there. Ireland, Wales, Scotland. Doesn't appear anywhere. So they might be able to give a shit if we lose at the weekend, which we won't, by the way. Um, but having another 16 years worth of gloating over all three of those nations is going to feel pretty damn sweet. You honestly think they'll win a World Cup in the next 16 years? Because I'm not convinced. Well, just until we win it again. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I I wish things were different. They could be. I could just is, not turn up for my flight. Is Eddie Jones now a genius? I think he always was a genius. Or always is a genius. Um but obviously, sometimes genius takes many forms. You know, you've seen you've seen a beautiful mind, right? I was I've heard you call him other things that... on the All Over podcast. Say that again, mate. I've heard you call him other things than a genius on the All Over podcast. I've never not supported Eddie Jones. I've questioned some of his decisions, but ultimately, it's his decisions which, like any coach, they live and die by. And if you're trusting a process, trusting a plan, then. You got to think, you know. You got to bring everybody else along with you, haven't you? That's the key. I, that that semi final was fantastic. I couldn't. I mean, as a a fair weather rugby fan, you know, seeing so, some of the tackling. I'm like, telling you, like, mate, it's the best it, performance by any team ever. I don't know. The Essex <laughs> winning the NatWest Trophy in '97—that was pretty. What about- good. Barca dominating football for like 
six years. Yeah, but but a single match one standoff. Okay, fine. That's where I'm putting it. Leicester versus Southampton levels. Wow. Mm. Southampton a litter. (laughs) Anyway, you can move on from me. Thank you. I'll 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 go. I'm I'm gonna go. Um, It's because you want to go and have a have your dinner. Facts. Uh, so two two quick ones. Very very first quick one is please 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 can we put Brexit in the bin? Like I'm sick of it. I don't. I know we don't do politics, but come on now. Every rational minded person, and on this podcast we have leavers and remainers. We're inclusive like that. Um, listen, it's fucking stupid, isn't it? Like, can we just get back to normality and act like we never did this? Who wants? I'll, t- I'll tell you what won't solve anything: a general election. Yeah. Who wants an election <laughs> at Christmas? This is the the worst, 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 worst. But anyway, just just stick it in a bin. Stick it in a bin. Let's let's just move on. But what I wanted to talk about. So obviously, um, I don't know if anyone follows the UFC, um, but there's a really big fight this weekend. A guy called George Masvidal and another guy called Nate Diaz. Now, in the clickbait era where, you know, you basically go online at the full, get as many likes and clicks as you can, and it seems to benefit you in the real world. These two are like proper fucking throwbacks. Like, um, they've had to do it like, I don't want to get into the whole story of it. Look at it. Just go on YouTube, look at some of Nate's and George's recent interviews. They've, they're all brilliant. But they're from an era when you used to say stuff to people's faces, <laughs> you know, and, and then you used to fight. And and it didn't matter. Like Floyd, I truly believe Floyd Mayweather, for as good as he was, ruined combat sports for the people who were sort of casual fans because if you've got a loss on your record, people think of shit and it's crazy in a sport you know when you look at sport in general we you know we sit in football american football terms we say any game on sunday anyone could beat anyone the worst team could be the best team any day it doesn't make a difference over the course of the season yet in combat sport in something like fighting (laughs) where you you know people literally punch and kick you in the face you have a you know make one mistake get sparked and and you're all of a sudden not a very good fighter anymore, which was never the case historically. Um, all all great fighters, the, the best thing about convert sports is best fighters wanted to fight each other to prove who was the best. That that was literally the aim. Um, so in this cookie-cutter Twitter Insta era where you've got prima donnas and fucking arseholes like Colby Covington, you've got these two dudes who have been in the game 10 years 15 years both got i mean i think george got double digit losses you know nate's lost his fair few must be 20 20 21 and 10 or something like that nothing outstanding but he's for all the best guys it's just so refreshing to see two dudes who were proper martial artists who have been in the game never never sold their soul but but wanted to make money there's a side note that nate tested positive and really shine the light on the the failings of drug testing, particularly in combat sports, because I do hate it. it is, if there's one area 
that you absolutely can't do it, it is is in fighting. I, I think it's completely, completely wrong. And he's been a real advocate for like the clean sport. And before, you, often what happens is you a fighter will test positive but still fight. And then it's after the fact where sort of the inquiry happens and you, you ruin your reputation. The fight itself doesn't mean anything, but the, co- the company, the organisation still earn all the money from the fight. So the fighter loses their reputation, but the fight still happens. So the gate happens and the pay-per-view still happens. Nate, often fighters are asked to keep that quiet. Obviously, as a fighter, you don't want it to go out and you're hoping that they prove you innocent. But these things often take nine, ten months and by then it's leaked and you ruin your reputation. Nate was told that he'd had an adverse finding last week and he said, fuck it, I'm not fighting. You lot of joke. I know for a fact I haven't cheated. I ain't waiting until eight months after this fight. It's one of the biggest cards of the year. Sort it or I ain't fighting. And they sorted it in two days. So that was a bit convoluted. But <laughs> I would say if you've got any interest in combat sports, this weekend is a fighter's card. It's a true fighter's card. And you will see a hell of a fight beforehand. Watch some interviews. Get yourself pumped. It's going to be fucking dope. There you go. What's what's what channel is it on? Pay per view. Yeah, it'll be a pay per view, mate. Yeah. Get the wallet out. No, uh, it'll be. I will tell you two things. It'll Adam, be pay per view, and it'll be the middle of the night. And it won't be in Geneva. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure it's not in Geneva. Uh, Rich, um, go I've for got, it. All right, Adam. I've got a choice for you. I can do four quick ones or one long one, and they'll all be shorter than your normal ones. Four quick ones. Yeah, shall I do the four quick ones? It, would they total under a minute? That's not anywhere near the length of your normal ones. I reckon I've got two or three minutes to do four. <laughs> That's being conservative. Oh, bloody hell. Go yeah, on, exactly. Quick. I reckon I could stretch this to four minutes and it'd still be shorter than yours. All right, so first one is, I think Patrick's probably uh, the kind of person that would watch Bojack Horseman. Is that a yes? Yeah, that's a thumbs up. Fucking brilliant. New season's back. I already smashed through it in a day. Um, or half of it in a day because they're not releasing the other half till January. If you don't watch it, go Redund- and watch redundancy, it. Redundancy's treating you well. It's fucking right, mate. <laughs> um, <laughs> mate, I would have still done that if I was employed. True. It doesn't matter. I would have done it anyway. Um, it's one of my favourite things it. and it's so good. Um, I was in Porto last week. I love Port. Uh, I love cool cities. Porto's fucking amazing. I will be back. Um Two ladies got banned from the um, from the M- from all MLB stadiums uh, earlier this uh, like earlier this week um, oh, because I saw during this. during yes. the World Series they were stood in behind the batting what is first base I guess home plate um, and flashed their boobs. The blokes and, next to them certainly got to first base. Yeah, <laughs> and the MLB banned them not because they flashed their boobs but because they did it to advertise another business that wasn't MLB <laughs> affiliated which is so fucking American corporate it's unbelievable and my final one is Granite Jack is a fucking disgrace um, got subbed off for Arsenal at the weekend against Crystal Palace and all the Arsenal fans cheered his replacement and so instead of being like you know just getting off the pitch and like dealing with afterwards he was like putting his hand to his ear and like making gestures at the crowd and all this kind of stuff. Um, and he's Arsenal's captain. It's like, you can't be doing that. That's just unacceptable. So there you go. You've come Four in two minutes, I reckon, there. 
That's pretty good. <laughs> Jack is a shit house. He's a fucking prick. Yeah. I can't understand why they made him captain. Honestly. Who else? There is sh- there a shit. It was him or Gwen Doozy. They're a shit joke club. That's why. Gwen Doozy <laughs> angers me more than most Premier League players at the moment, and that's a pretty high bar. I don't get the Gwen Doozy hate, but I haven't watched enough of them in the last season or so to really understand why everyone hates him. Other than the fact imagine, that imagine like shit. Um, what's his name? Just imagine Granite Xhaka, but with a much worse haircut. That's then you've got Gwen Doozy. Summed it up. There you go. Yeah. I mean, He's worse than Prime Robbie Savage, but in a similar mould. Oh, God. Okay, fine. All right, I'm sure I will hate him <laughs> soon enough. I just haven't watched, other than the Liverpool games, I haven't watched Arsenal the last two years because they've been fucking terrible. Mm, that's fair. Pat? So, I, I had to nip out because I was reeling from the Matt Bryant being caught news. Um, although I guess he's probably happy that he can move on to a more competent football team these days. But um, did you talk about Trent they've signed, they've signed that guy that can flip over while he kicks a field goal, haven't they? Yeah, they've got his name. Oh, doesn't matter how good he is at kicking field goals, but he could do a flip while he's doing it. <laughs> They're all about the razzle-dazzle in there, Atlanta, aren't they? So, yeah, did you talk about Trent Williams during the... Um, during the signings, uh, the transfer bit, because that's the biggest story of, of the um, the signings. He failed his medical at the Redskins due to helmet discomfort. Which is just... <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's beautiful. I, I've had that one twice. <laughs> <laughs> Jalen Ramsey's just wishing he'd thought of that sooner. Yes, quite. <laughs> yeah, it's not the first one. Vegas strip clubs, he might have some of that himself, but you know. Um, so yeah, so any other business? Do you remember a couple of weeks ago the um, video of Tom Brady shuffling out to uh, spotlights in a primetime game and looking really uncomfortable? He tossed a pass to someone off camera and they threw it back and it went through his hands onto the floor behind him. That was um, hilarious. Anyway, as part of that gif, there was a um, clip of Gronk in the studio. And looking at Gronk in the studio, I thought, if Andy Samberg grew a foot and worked out for a year, he'd look like that. And then I thought, <laughs> Andy Samberg plays a lot of characters who are both deluded and narcissists. So how about a film where Andy Samberg plays the main character as he looks to everyone else in the world, and Gronk plays the main character as he looks to himself? I reckon there's 90 minutes of comedy in that. <laughs> I think you could stick stick Gronk in anything. And come up with ninety minutes of comedy. To be fair, I, got, I love the idea of Andy Samberg in like a muscle suit to make him look a bit more like Gronk, I <laughs> and just shaving start, his head. You start it off with a scene of him working out in front of a mirror, and Gronk's there in like designer uh, undies, lifting massive weights, and Samberg's there in his dingy apartment in like wireframes with a hole and lifting tiny weights, and looking in the mirror going, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> and then the rest writes itself, really. Get on. <laughs> Come on, Hollywood. Right. Or Hollywood. Let me let me finish off by well, it's it's sort of Brexit general election related, but Good job, it, re- it really shouldn't be. Uh, I'm gonna talk about Monty Panasar. Now you oh, may you, you may remember him <laughs> as a uh left arm spinner who played for Northamptonshire, England, Sussex, amongst others. Um he 
Well, he's not. I don't think he's actually retired from cricket. No, no one's picking him up anymore. So he's he's ventured into a few other little projects. So changing up some righty spin. Yeah, it's 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 quite staggering. You need to you need to have if you haven't seen it already. Um, there's a. I don't he's know got his which own... way. I don't know which way he's spinning. Sorry, Adam. You well, know, po- I, I, I don't know which way his politics oh, he... is, but he's not he's not spinning left or right. I don't think. No, he's got no idea himself. Um, he's not all there, is he? He's not all there. It's a bit. It's a bit sad to be honest. But I'm going to be amused as well. He's he's got his own Twitter feed, which I think is at Monty Panasar. He's also got one called at Monty Channel, where he's posting lots of videos of him. So some some of them are about cricket, some are about other stuff. And he's just launched a new one, as in the last day or so, obviously at GE 2019 UK. So he's. He's basing himself in Westminster, covering the general election and and Brexit, or the Brexit as Monty likes to call it. Brexit. <laughs> I would the, love with to the see fans him run as in a the background. Just run as an independent, the Monty Panasar party. Oh, it's look at at GE twenty nineteen UK. Just have a browse down that Twitter feed. You you will be staggered. And I'm he's going he's, there right he, now. He hasn't. There's there's some videos. You, I mean, it's sound on stuff. You watch them properly, but he's just. I think he's lost the plot. Like genuinely, I'm concerned about that guy's health. Did he take any blows to the head later on in his career? Very possibly. Fielding a silly mid-off or something. <laughs> I mean, it's it's really strange, and he's. You just gotta, you just gotta go and see it. <laughs> just, just have a look at that Twitter feed. It's just, it's staggering. I mean, I've seen a couple of his things, and it just, he, yeah, he's, it's definitely not all there. But I think he's got help. Like, if there's some production behind it, which is even more worrying. Like, so there's people, are people egging him on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he, he doesn't get, and he's trying to do serious interviews with people. Like, there was, a, there was, there's one on there from today. He's he's about black rights, and it's it's just like if if the content wasn't so serious, it well it it's funny it's funny anyway. You just you've just got to got to go and see it. There you the go. other thing is he could he could be having a laugh at all of our expense and just literally parodying parodying us all with the Monty parody. Well, maybe lo- he is. Lo- maybe he is. It's it's quite hard to work out genuinely. Uh, it, it's it's off the wall. It's a brilliant long con if it is, because he's been working <laughs> this for at least a year or <laughs> yeah. two. There you go. Right, let's let's get out of here. Um, we'll be back next week. Mark might be back. Um, he's he's a bit busy with with work this week. Um, we'll we'll see what happens. But yeah, enjoy enjoy week nine. I'll be in Switzerland, missing it. As you know, and just stream it out there. Yeah, probably. Yeah, you know you will. Yeah. Bit of Fred's own. I'll try and get one. Yeah, it might be tricky. We'll see. Let's uh, see how that goes. Enjoy Wembley, Pat. Thank you. Yeah, have, have fun. See you next week, hopefully. Have a good one. Cool. Bye for now. Go yeah. well.